The Young and the Monstrous, a story of kids just trying to get out of high school and keep their monsters within. Episode 15, Returns and Revelations. This is a school night, and all of a sudden, um, Emily is roused from from sleep in her room. Um, Can you give us just a little detail about Emily's room? I think you've told us one thing or two things before, but give us give us something else. Um, How many how many Evanescence posters are on the wall? Oh, so many, so many. I'm sorry, I'm describing Carl's room. (laughs) Yeah, I yeah. It's a desk in the corner. Um, she has her various Japanese metal bands posters all over her room. Um, and she has a shrine to whoever is her love interest at the moment. And at this moment, it looks like she's set it up for Renato. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so there's pictures of Renato. There's a few pictures of Renato. And she hasn't known him for very long, so there's not a ton of them. No. Um, but yeah, so there's a few pictures of him and maybe a, uh, Oh, I love the idea that, there, yeah, he's only been in her life for maybe like a, a week or two. And, uh, the first one looks really nice, but then they quickly just become very bad. Cause like Renata's whole thing was that he just keeps degrading very rapidly. Cause he just has, he's a homeless person essentially. And so like, he's just like disheveled, like, like, um, just looks terrible in the last picture. Yeah. They all what look. If- pretty they all the pictures look pretty rough there's there's the one that's in the center that's him smiling maybe uh and do you think it would be funny if none of the pictures were with emily oh yeah it's totally like emily's been like sneaking these pictures of him like yeah. maybe now, with her phone from under her desk and things like that now has she done the crazy person thing of also putting pictures of herself in there with him I want to give Emily a little bit of a break and say no. <laughs> okay, good because that would be some. Yeah. Uh, okay. Reasonable. Maybe the, uh, like the the movie thing of like the art school. Like, oh, this is my sketch of of all these different him in different positions in like poorly art, you know, poor art skills, like doodles of him and such. Sure. Why not? Let's go. Oh, the dong that. is just like Van Gogh quality. Like it's just like belongs in a museum. Like it's perfectly featured. The veins are all in the right places. <laughs> Starry schlong. <laughs> oh, or alternate title, depending on depending on uh, the size of of Renato, hung flowers. Yeah, right. that could be our our new show self-portrait that's nothing okay um all right so we've got that oh how are these pictures by the way these drawings are they like are they the thing that you usually see in most movies and tv shows where the person is an incredible artist where they're like sorry i was sketching you and you turns and you're like that's phenomenal or is it like napoleon dynamite level like i spent all this time shading your upper lip And it can only be one of those two, Kate. There's no fucking in between. No, there obviously is. Okay. Then let's go with... They're, yes, all stick figures. Yes. 
Stick figures with very detailed genitalia <laughs> drawn on them. All right. So these are some, this is some erotic uh, stick figures. Okay. It's just printouts of Emily trying to use chat GPT to make porn of her and Renato and it like just not working at all. The previous day, you had been sent home from school after a fight with Shri. And um, your parents had to come and pick you up. And your parents had, so maybe we even see a little scene of that, where your parents were like, like, you know, you just got out of the hospital. You can't be, you can't be getting in these fights. And they basically, they don't care about any of the element of like you getting in trouble. They're entirely concerned about like, you're too, you're too vulnerable. You're too, like, you're, you're already a wounded dove and you, you, this kind of commotion, it will be terrible for your health. You want to be back in the hospital? I don't know. Like, I don't know, Paul. Should she even be going to this school? It's that kind of argument that they're having between themselves as much as they're telling you anything. And we see them, like, bringing you home. So that was the previous day. So this is that night. And you are woken up in the middle of the night. We can see in the foreground that it's like... Uh, David, when would you say you and Lilith were having that conversation in that last game? Was it like the witching hour or was it just like 7 p.m.? Make it um, time. Make it a time where a teen would be asleep. 7 p.m. Of course. Every Damn teen it. Sleep there. <laughs> uh, maybe like 10 or something. Sure. So you had just nodded off. So Emily had just nodded off. Um, maybe there are some pills that like a doctor has given her that maybe are made you a little sleepy. And so Love waking... Them. Yeah, exactly. You're 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 Johnny Depp in from hell drinking uh laudanum with absinthe on like sugar cubes in a brothel. Um I think that movie's pretty good. People don't like it. it. Never saw it? Mm. It's it's pretty good. Shockingly, a movie in which Heather Graham plays a prostitute and yet you don't see her topless. There's so many movies in which you see Heather Graham topless. <laughs> Movie she where oh. she plays a prostitute, you don't. Was this like before and after she got really famous type situation? No, she was already pretty famous. <laughs> I think it was like, hey, this movie's going to be kind of big. It was from this big, important like book. Uh, Johnny Depp's in the movie. She's in it. And nothing goes on. Yeah. Anyway. So you kind of fuzzily wake up and this commotion you can tell has already been going on. You'd been hearing it. You'd been hearing pounding. You'd be hearing yelling of your name. And then you heard two voices kind of arguing. And uh, by the time you wake up, you still aren't sure who's yelling. You know you heard your name, but you've mostly heard pounding. Can I see from my window uh if you of course you can so if you head to the window you can see it's a slightly obscured view where you have to kind of look around a thing but yeah you can see oh my god at first it doesn't look like him it's a person who's not dressed the same way he should be there's something different about the shape of him and then there's something there's a tell What's the tell that makes you know, like, that's him? I suppose the sound of his voice. 
Oh, and we had said that since Kyle had been embalmed, he had to, in the beginning of this, had to rip his mouth open. And so at first you hear just yelling and you even heard your name, but there was yelling and it wasn't there. And then after a certain amount of time as he's speaking, the voice clicks in and you're like, oh, that's Kyle for sure. And you can see him and he looks, he looks different. Carl, uh, there's some obvious things that are different about Kyle, but what is, what is the sight that Emily sees as Kyle is pounding on, uh, on the, the Westmore household door? Well, he's pounding with his offhand because his right hand isn't there anymore. Neither is his right arm for that matter. Um, and he went through all of the sort of funeral things that a person goes through. Um, so like his skin probably looks a bit waxy. He's got blood on him from the fight he was just in. And obviously he's covered in dirt from the travel up from six feet down. So he's not looking his best or his completest. It's also raining, we had said. There's like, it's like, which makes it really romantic and sexy. Yeah, it makes it really romantic very, slash very spooky. Romantic. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. Or sad. Which Emily is totally into. Yeah. Emily's like, oh, I'm such a my chemical romance boner right now. Yeah. Emily for sure sees this is Kyle, but he. He looks totally different. He's dirty. He, there's like what looks like maybe blood all over him. His face looks a little bit different. He's is he missing an arm? But you know it is Kyle, and the voice is the thing that keys you in. When he cries out your name and he's pounding on the door, and you can hear another voice responding, and it takes a while for you to recognize that's your father. And you hear your father say, like, if you don't get out of here, I'm gonna call the police. And I'm yelling. Oh, Kyle, I'll be there in a minute as I quickly destroy my Renato shrine. Ooh, so that is that is a thing that you make sure to do? Yes. Ooh, is that Emily switching her love to, from Renato to Kyle? Slash, oh, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> you wouldn't want him to see this. Kyle's my bottom bitch. So, you know, now that he's back. Okay. All right. So yeah, you you do you just tear this stuff up. Do you do you try to light it on on fire? I just kind of quickly haphazardly just kind of shove it over so it just lands in a giant pile on the floor. Okay. And um, then I first try to make my way to my bedroom door to go downstairs and meet him. Sure. I think you run into your mother and she's in like a bathrobe. Janice. Is her name Janice and Paul Westmore are your parents? So Janice Westmore DDS in a bath in a bathrobe, and she's like Emily, go back to bed. And she's standing there, I think, on the like, what is that called in the area of the house that like looks over when you'd look down, like the if you're banister? upstairs. You're talking about looking over the banister. Yeah, she's she's on like the the landing that's uh, that's there, and she's like watching her husband talk to whomever at the front door, and um, she sees you, and she turns and says like, "So you two are upstairs. She's not in your room. She's outside of it. You can probably see your father at the front door barely, but she tells you like, Emily, go back to bed. Mom, it's Kyle. I know it's Kyle. I have to. I have to see him. I knew he'd come back." She's like, honey, that's not Kyle. Let your father deal with that. Please go back to bed. You're not safe. 
Mom, I know Kyle's voice anywhere. That's definitely him. Get out of my way. And I think she... Um, she goes and she kind of, like, puts her hands... She, like, kind of puts her hands on your shoulders, like, in this kind of way, to, like like speak as frankly to you as possible and she'll say Kyle died Emily please go back to bed that can't be him that's someone who's trying to hurt us please go back to bed I don't want you to get hurt and you I feel this has the the vibe of this is an attempt to level with you one person to another of like hey this is how serious I am that I have to like stare into your eyes and tell you this, but it can also turn into like a, I'm going to shake you kid kind of a deal. Oh, she's going to have to shake me. I'm an insane teenager. Yes, absolutely. I'm very horny right. for my one-armed boyfriend who's standing at the door right now. I don't see Kyle. Oh, that's true. So if you were to run away, you could run away to another place to get away from your mother. How um, about I acquiesce suddenly? Mm -hmm. which I want to do. I just completely flip moods and say, oh, okay, mom. Yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll be good. I'll, I'll be safe. And I go back into my room and I of course plan to sneak out the window. Ooh, in that case, could that be a turn someone on? No, is that it? Do you have any strings on your mother? I do have one string on her. If you were to spend a string that could easily get her to do something. Um, Including believe you're just going to acquiesce to what she's saying. Let's go for it. Awesome. So your mother, she, she like moves from her hands, like from your shoulders, moves her hands from your shoulders down to your hands and just says, please go back to bed. Okay, mom, you're right. I'll go back to bed. Thank you for she, looking out for me. And she... Um, she kind of gives you a look that like, she looks legitimately scared. Uh, and she kind of ushers you back, back to bed. And then afterwards you hear, like you hear this yelling continuing and a pounding on the door. And you probably even hear your dad yell like, that's it. I'm calling the cops. Old Paul, uh, Westmore DDS is, is yelling that he's calling the cops. And I think your mom I feel bad because I end up painting your mom as such an asshole in this situation. Um, but I think your mom is like, like, why didn't you tell him you have a gun <laughs> or something like that to scare him more? Emily, you can head back. You hear that outside, outside your room, but you're now back in your room and uh, you are kind of, you're being left alone as your parents deal with this. Now, do I have a one story or two story house? I guess I'm I feel, on the second floor, right? Yeah, I feel your parents are both dentists. That house is going to be pretty. It's going to. You're not living in a in a giant mansion, but it's it's at least a McMansion. Okay, great. Well, then I tie my sheets together to make a rope and proceed to climb out of my bedroom window. Nice. Um. The. Okay, I'm gonna kind of wrap this part up here that you can kind of pry this window open. And I think to like, you're able to, okay. I got a couple ways to do this. 
One, and I'm just going to describe it this way, and you can tell me how does this work, and then I'll give you another possible thing. Um, so, one option is Emily goes back up, goes back into a room. She waits for a moment. She kind of ties her sheets together, uh, prison break style or uh, princess prison break style, and opens the window. She doesn't hear the yelling anymore. The rain is still falling down. She kind of throws the, the sheet, tied sheets out and awkwardly climbs down um, these sheets. And kind of just as she gets to the bottom, that's when police arrive. And either she has to climb back up or has to awkwardly be like, sorry, mom and dad, and go back in. So that's one option. Um, and Kyle has is gone at that point. Another option is that she climbs back down. She sees that Kyle has gone in a particular direction and she maybe follows some of this because, you know, she's a, she's a great tracker. She's a ranger in D&D. She has a hawk that she talks to. No, but she she's able to kind of like follow in this direction that she thinks that he went. And she thinks that he went towards a way that you're like, doesn't Celine live around here? And then that's when like your parents in a police car show up and are like, Emily, get in the car. You gotta go with option two. Okay, awesome. So that's what we see is we see you at this in this neighborhood, like a cul-de-sac type of thing where you're like, doesn't Celine live around here? And then you hear Emily. What's your middle name, Emily? I love that I don't know where my supposed former best friend lives. <laughs> yes. You're like, Doesn't she live over here? I will say, uh, this is more true of younger kids for sure. Kids often do not know where shit is. I certainly didn't. Oh, even into college when I would drive downtown... I would be so fucking confused. And so like when I'd go from the east side of Orlando to the west, uh, to the downtown part of Orlando, I'd be like, what is this? There's just suddenly businesses amid all these houses. And it's like, oh, well, it's a whole other district of whatever is going on. But um, what's Emily's middle name? If she has one. Gloria. Emily Gloria Westmore. Get in this car right now. Of course, your mother is saying that, and uh, yeah, it's mom. It's, it's your parents in a in a police SUV, and and the officer is like, "You got to get in this car, there, uh, little miss. You're in. Uh, your parents are mighty worried about you." He's from Chicago, but he also got hit by lightning, based on that voice that I did. <laughs> So that, that's what we see, like, get in this car. And we have that guy, the cop, kind of basically, like, you don't really have a choice in this matter. Ah, another day on the force. Stay dry out there, Gurkovich. It's supposed to storm pretty bad. Maybe he'll finally clean up these streets, Lopez. Yeah, give me your money, huh? Help! 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 Hey, you! Stop right there! Pretty brave, pig. Messing with Boss Mars' boys. Yeah, Porky. Maybe we'll make you squeal. <laughs> give me that knife! Watch out! 
Damn, he's dead. Wow, the knife flew right out of your hand. Yeah, let's get out of here. You almost died out there, Gorkovich. What can I say, Kremlin to Officer Falls? You're gonna need more than those magnet powers to clean up this city. It's like you had magnet powers, boss. Yeah, the gun flew right out of my hand. Then you used my old belt buckle to whoop my ass. I didn't buy half the force to have one cop mess up my operation. I want this magnet cop dead. Dead, you hear me? This sure is a great mega rally. I can't wait to hear Rudy Giuliani speak at this refrigerator factory. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself, but I don't know about that last Giuliani speech. Farah, I can't believe I'm attracted to a liberal. Well, you know that attracting is one of the main things magnets do. Wait, there he is. Most people put magnets on the fridge. Let's see what happens when you drop a fridge on a magnet. Wait, a refrigerator? Shut up and just kill him already. <gasps> oh my god! That fridge is gonna fall off the balcony and crush someone! <sighs> I don't know if I can hold it. Run, Fira! I can't leave Rudy Giuliani behind! <laughs> He's attracted to justice. I think what you did was metal. He repels crime. Watch your ass out there, Gurkovich. Eric Roberts is Magnet Cop. You forgot that magnets linked together form a powerful bond. Gabare Sidibe as Sergeant Lo Sidibe is Sergeant Lopez. This Magnet Cop is gonna find himself on the wrong end of an iron fist. Jonathan Majors is Boss Mars, pending, pending his appeal. Failing that, it'll be, uh, shit, uh, Michael Clark Duncan is dead, uh, Ice Cube's kid. Or hell, Ice Cube, Ice Cube, we'll get him. Magnet Cop, love and justice will be our compass. With Megan Fox as Farah. Oh, oh, oh shit, Wesley Snipes, Snipes, Snipes as Mars for sure. Magnet Cop. I'm 52, I'm a cat, I have magnet powers, now let's go Brandon. Exterior shot of the school, establishing shot. We're at the high school, Springwood High. And we hear some guitar. Here we are in homeroom. Of course, in homeroom are all of our characters. But Kyle, remember, is dead. Kyle is not showing up to school. So, who do we see? Why, we see the usual bunch of crunch of characters, including Ashley St. Clair. We see uh, Jalad Alad. I'm sorry, Alad Jocaster. Um, Emily's favorite character, Shri. Um, and who the fuck is the jock? What's his name? Big McLarge Huge. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Keith Batari. Keith is there. Keith or Jacob? Yeah, Keith is there. Um, and Emily and Celine, of course, are sitting next to each other in homeroom. And it's even more sparsely populated than, than before. Our, our usual sub, uh, Miss Subkowski is there 
and she's taking attendance and we're going through everybody's name and she's like Westmore, Emily, uh, Emily Westmore. Present. Excellent. And for some reason we'll go backwards in the alphabet. Uh, Sarah Lancaster. Lancaster. Celine. I'm sorry. Celine. That's right. You told me that before. I apologize. I wrote that down. I yeah, I'm still here from the L's. Remember? Yes. Oh, sorry. This, this is, this is written based on your student number rather than, Oh, interest. Weird stuff. Right? Right. Kids. You can relate. Paperwork. Right. Turns hat around, turns chair around, <laughs> talks about Jesus for about 30 minutes. All right. Um, but yeah, so you guys have that. And the big conversation is Carol Hamilclar got fucking arrested yesterday. They took, yeah, I think Keith is like, yeah, they took that bitch out in a, out in a, uh, no, Keith wouldn't say that. He's, he's, he's dumb. He's uncouth. But he's not like that. You know who says it? It's Brennifer. She's like, oh, yeah. And she's super bald. She's the only person who I think has suffered from this stuff. Who's like, I'm coming back. I don't even care. And so she's like, oh, I heard that they took that bitch out of here in a handcuffs and a squad car. It's great that I can do that voice. No problem. By the way. Did you guys see it? Wasn't it crazy? You think the cops are gonna like put her in jail or beat the hell out of her? Were any of the cops hot? There's fireman calendars, and my mom, my mom has cop calendars, but it's mostly on her like MAGA websites that she's on all the time. Only that magnet cop is hot. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna warn you guys: if you let me, I will just continue to talk as Brennifer for about 45 minutes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so she's, that's, that's what she's, she's throwing that out there. And, um, she's like, you guys probably didn't notice it. Right. Emily. Cause you and Shree were scratching at each other's eyes. Like a couple of, a couple of crazy cats. Wow. Oh my God. Shut up. Brennifer. She's like, Oh, there's the claws. I love it. Show it to us. Queen. And, and yeah, the teacher is like, please, please, I'm just trying to take attendance. Brennifer, oh, I'm here, and you know it, bitch. So, and I, I, I think then the next, the next two minutes are the sub calling the dean in, Dean Jira taking Brennifer out, Brennifer being like, you guys can sniff my ass, and slapping her ass and walking out of the room. Okay, we don't have to deal with that character for uh, the rest of the scene. Which, honestly, I'm sad about. It's Emily, and it's Celine. And Celine, something big happened last night, for sure. You got your first period. Of time with Kyle since he came back. I'm yeah, sorry, I had to I, take a sip of wine. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Celine would love telling Emily about this, because... Yeah, so I think she's really at, like uh, face forward, just acting like nothing happened. Like, oh, hurry up with the roll call. Let's get get to studying. 
Yeah, I feel like Emily's probably going to prod her about it. Reasonable. So, Celine, anything interesting going on last night? It was quite a storm, huh? And then uh, Emily hasn't been at school, right, for a little bit? Because it was this this weird other sickness? Or was she? No, Emily took probably two days off of school after she passed out in class. Right. Okay, that's what I thought. And then Emily had to go home early because she and Shri, who's in also this homeroom, like, got in a that's fight. Right. Really, oh, Shri yeah. attacked her. I forgot about um, that. Yeah, but I think because there's, like, you guys don't need the answer to this. The answer is it's a teen drama, so of course you're fucking in the same room. But really, it would be a, a matter of, like, well, there's not enough people, so you're all in the same room. Oh, yeah, shit. The two of them weren't supposed to be, but we didn't think about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so Salim might poke at that. Just like, oh, I guess you, you recovered from you and Cherie's uh, little spat. Just completely ignoring that question. Yeah, thanks. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Anyway, my question. Yeah, it was really rainy, I guess. Did that help or what? Uh, did you happen to have any interesting visitors, maybe, last night? Oh, uh, why do you ask? I mean, Lilith came over. Oh, Lilith. Uh, nobody else? Just, just Lilith? Lilith, by the way, is not here today. She should also be in this room. She is not here. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so maybe she'll look around and like, yeah, where... Wow, where is Lilith, actually? Let me uh, text her. Hold on. <laughs> she'll, like, just be on her phone. Just, like... And if Emily keeps going, she's like, oh, hold on, hold on. And keeps going on her phone. The sub is like, guys, come on. Get off your phones. Read a book. Engage with the <laughs> real world, she says, trying to be kind of cool for a second. <laughs> so if you do indeed text Lilith, there is no response. Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, did anyone visit you while you were you were uh, under the weather? Um, no, no, I didn't have any visitors. That's sad. I mean, something's going around, so maybe that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. Right. She just kind of gives Celine a look. Yeah, doesn't I feel really know how to push this any further. <laughs> I don't know if any of you, in, either of you, engaged with any kind of the, any kind of moves in that. Celine, were you trying to maybe shut her down? Of like, shut up and stop asking me questions. I I try and shut her down. Okay. So do you okay. actually have any um, conditions? I think she does, but there's some that are like related to her parents more so than you guys. Yeah, I think theoretically anyone can use them, but if there's none, I definitely can't use them. I think I missed anyway. Let me add this. Jeez. Cold. Yes, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Definitely missed. Yes. All right. An experience point. Then. Finally. There you go. All right. So um, what is the thing that you attempt, Celine, to shut Emily down of like, hey, stop asking me these questions to shut her up? Can you just shut up for one minute? I'm trying to just want to like you're getting annoying. Maybe is how she goes. 
Yeah, I think that uh, Sheree hops in with that, too, and is like, yeah, exactly. She is annoying. I wish that she'd finally learn to shut up. And Shree, of course, comes off as a real bitch, because that is her uh, condition, after all. Can I just make her look even more like a bitch and just start you're... silently weeping? So, yeah, it sounds like you're just trying to shut her down by, like, making her look like an asshole. Yes. Sounds good. So, in that case, roll with cold. Oh, boy. And she's got the condition bitch or whatever it is, so you probably get a... Right with that, you can... you Yeah, you would get a plus one. Couldn't I potentially use hot for this? To turn her on? If I'm trying to, like, gain sympathy from the room around me. Or I guess it's focused on her, so it's still shutting her down. Yeah, if... if the way the way turn someone on is it usually is like a specific person. Okay. Oh wow, that sucks. I got a four. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um. What do, what do you do that just absolutely falls flat? Oh, sob silently into my hands. <laughs> oh, you you kind of start sobbing, and you know who it is. Uh, it's Jalad. Jalad Jacosta, or I'm sorry, Jalad. He's he, gelato. He's 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 a, a anthropomorphic scoop of gelato. Uh, he's pistachio flavored. Um, Alad Jacosta just says he's just like, ah. Again, we get it. You're crying. Oh my god. And okay. he gets up and like sits at another seat, like where he's like, oh my god, like he's bothered by this of like, oh Jesus. This fucking lady in tears again and just gets up and moves away. And he's like fuming off to himself and he starts talking with somebody else. Um, it's probably a conversation about Everett and how Everett has disappeared, even though Alad hasn't seen him in a while. But that's not our story. Our, and like everybody just looks over at uh, at Emily is like and is like, oh, and I think the sub is like, well, if we're done. Maybe I can remind you guys that um, in X number of days, the big Halloween dance is coming up. That's one of the announcements that I have to give you guys. So if anybody wants to go as someone who's upset, and she pauses for like laughter, and it doesn't work, and she then looks back at the next announcement. Soccer tryouts are... Like that kind of a deal. Um... So, yeah, so everybody's kind of, like, looked over at Emily, like, fuck. Too much. Too much. And after, I'm going to say homeroom is the first 10 or 15 minutes every day. It kind of gives people the ability to show up a little bit late. If they need to show up a little bit late, get announcements. That's probably where, like, the morning announcements are and that kind of thing. And then, um, then you'll go to first period. Except that there is an announcement that comes on the intercom. That's like, uh, attention teachers and students, please hold in homeroom. Do not change classes. Hold in homeroom. And um, I think you guys can kind of, this comes only briefly after there's like a, 
kind of a shake to the room. So you have that happen, and then, like, not even a minute later, you hear that announcement. And the sub, Miss Subkowski, is like, well, everybody, I guess it's time for me to introduce you to a little friend of mine. It's uh, called either John or Hank Green, and they're going to tell you about one subject or another. Let me just see if I can get on. Oh, YouTube is blocked. Hold on. All right. And so she's trying to do that, and it is not working. And so you guys are all like, what the fuck? And I think Keith Batari is like, whoa, what was that? That was crazy. Did it, like, shake the whole building, like an earthquake-style thing? Yes. Miss hmm? Sibkowski is, is trying to get onto something to, like, give you some kind of... To keep you busy in some way or another, and all of the things that she's trying to pull up are failing. Like, the sub-account that she has on whatever school computer system will not pull... Is entirely useless. And Emily is saying nothing because she's been shamed into silence. All right. Yeah, I feel Celine's just trying to get through this period, too. Um, Ashley St. Clair gets mm -hmm. up and she walks over to Celine and says, you need to come with me. Yeah. And she walks up to Miss Subkowski and says, like, Miss Subkowski, we have to go. We have to go talk to the principal. And Miss Subkowski is like, like, oh, they said to hold everybody in their class. And Ashley says, this is a really big deal. Our our mom died. <laughs> and she goes, you two are sisters? She goes, yeah, we're sisters. And our mom died. She got killed by her dad. <laughs> and she's like, what? She's like, yeah, our dad murdered our mom right in front of us. And we saw it. And it was terrible. And also, we're on our periods. And both of us have to shit. And she's like, what are you talking? What? What are you talking about? And she's like, please, our mom died. She's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Um, Let me call someone. And she's like, we have to go. Come on, Celine. And she like kind of pushes you towards the door. Mm -hmm. She's like, I hope your mom never dies. God. And Ms. Zubkowski is like, I hope my mom never dies, too. That's reasonable. Um, so, yeah, you got you go into the hallway and uh, in front of you is. Like, like. There are several like administrators and I think Miss Perez, not Miss Perez, Officer Perez is there. And where the bathroom is, the same bathroom, the same girl's bathroom that you had lit a little fire in the thing, you two see that, that the door is absolutely ripped off of its hinges. And there's like water pouring all over the place. And a bunch of the lockers on the other side are all smashed up. And um, it just looks like a nightmare. Like an elephant fucking broke through the bathroom, smashed these things. And Ashley means says, like, Ashley, what's yeah, what's going on? She says, something's what happening. What the hell is this? Do you know what this is? Not at all. Can you figure it out? Well, last time you didn't go that well, but I can give it a shot. 
All right. Well, why don't we find a place where you can quickly try to figure this out? I don't know. Maybe like this. What is this? I'm waiting for you to tell me something that in what no. an empty room of some kind. Oh, no. sure. In this janitor uh, closet. closet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, in this janitor closet. So she opens it up and pushes you in, and there's like the weird big like floor level mop yeah. sink thing, mm-hmm. um, and there, it smells oh, bad in here. Mm. And she kind of pushes you in there, closes the door, and she's like. All right. You need to figure this out. All right. Are you going to help me? You said you were the expert here, right? Oh, absolutely not. I'm not an expert. What? I thought you said that. You can use magic, Celine. Use it to figure out what the fuck just happened. She didn't say she used magic too last time? Um, you can tell she is in league with Ransom Morgan House. Yeah, that's one of the said, big things that you know. And mind. you also know that this that. is not Ashley St. Clair. Right. Yeah, I guess I misunderstood um, in my notes. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to gaze into the abyss, theoretically. So um, to better answer that question, this is not a person who can do magic the way you can do magic as a wish, as, as a wish, as a witch. This is a person mm-hmm. who is maybe also involved in some other occult shit. So mm-hmm. this isn't a person who's totally disconnected from anything supernatural. But mm-hmm. this is not a person who's like, now I'll cast my tea leaves and figure them out. Like, they, gotcha, they're not yeah. doing that. Okay. Okay. So what does it look like as you begin this process to try to answer this question? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. She'll say, uh, Ashley, do you have anything from the school? Like anything? Yeah, absolutely. She hands you a mop. Anything of yours from the school? Of mine? Yeah. Do you have homework from last night or anything? Um, Looks around, looks around, digs in her pockets and... Does it need to be hers or from the school? What are you looking for? Eh, I'm just trying to burn something. What, what does she give you? Yeah, maybe like homework or something. It's the first thing I thought of. Sure. She's like, I don't know why I brought this, but here it is. Homework. Nice. Oh, she. Oh, okay. I was thinking she had her backpack and everything. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she does. Yeah, okay. Um, She looks super cool. Ashley St. Clair is the stereotypical, like, pretty wealthy cheerleader. She's the, uh, what's her name from Buffy? What's that character's name? Cordelia. Cordelia. Yeah, she's the Cordelia. So she's played by like a 38-year-old actress. Right. Um, with like huge breast implants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, so yeah. She, I guess she'll burn this in this uh, floor sink. Sure. And try and cast this. Um, ritual to kind of see what's going on, I guess. Sure. So is that just a gaze into the abyss role for you? Is that a different role because you're a witch? Nah, none of my hexes are covered there. Oh, all right. So role plus dark. David as Celine Lancaster, the witch. Uh, that is 10. 
10. All right, excellent. You guzzle down some bleach. You have a no, vision. That's not part of it. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That was if you failed. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, you you have a vision. You see in the smoke um, a vision of something came through the bathroom. That bathroom, maybe you didn't know this. That bathroom was a gateway. It was a door. It was a portal. Mm. And something came through something that wasn't supposed to come through. And it is a thing that is destructive and violent. And it is um, at the moment uncontained. So it is running loose. And that is what caused this damage. And this is a thing that is not of this world and should be Re understandably to a person who knows that this is real terrifying and you just mm. see this it's a shape it's a it, it is a an amorphous shape that comes through and um you know the place that it came through is from the same place that lilith is from mm. the smoke that wafts up to you smells like her there's something about it you can tell and yet lilith conspicuously absent today. Oh, nice. So yeah, maybe, maybe she's saying all this out loud as she's seeing mm -hmm. this vision so that you don't have to go through it again with Ashley. Yeah, I think Ashley, Ashley's just like, all right. Well, sounds good to me. I appreciate it. Hey. And she like kind of lifts you up like from whatever you're doing and turns on the faucet to turn off, like to, to smother out this fire mm -hmm. and just like, thanks. That was good. You know, yeah, that kind of stuff's pretty useful. Maybe the boss might be impressed by this. Kyle's dad. Kyle. Eyes look shiftily around. <laughs> yeah. Kyle's dad. You mean ransom? Yeah. Yeah. Kyle's dad. He'd probably be impressed by this kind of thing. If you can figure this stuff out for me, if you can figure this stuff out for him, that'll make both of us look pretty good. You know, you're not just some kid. You got some real talent. Oh, uh, well, well, yeah. And she's trying to hide that she's like, oh, yeah. You know, uh, actually complimented by that. Um, what is Celine wearing? Um, he asked in a way that he's not beating off. <laughs> yeah, I think she's just wearing like uh, thinking the most stereotypical like goth stuff. Maybe like a band, like a metal band T-shirt or something. Uh, is she wearing jeans, a skirt, shorts? Um, um, the bottom half of a grimace costume. Right, let's go with like a Hot Topic skirt or something. Okay. You know, as long as you can keep that, uh, that, as long as you can keep that skirt on and not do anything, uh, do anything goofy, you got a lot of promise. You just got to make sure you're thinking with your head. Hmm. Now we got to get back to homeroom and I don't know, tell the sub that we needed 
and you're, this person is talking like they have no idea what they're talking about. And they're like, I don't know, tampons or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just a sub. No one cares. Yeah. Anyway, but she's kind of cute, right? The sub? Yeah. Uh, for like a hundred year old, I guess. Dude, she's like. What? In her 20s? Uh, she should get better concealer in that case. Oh, that's pretty good. All right. <laughs> Let's go. And remember. Periods and stuff. Sure. Okay. Oh, here we go. Maybe I'll she'll say like, actually, who are you? We see a chain link fence in an area that looks like it's seen better days. Perhaps it's some kind of light industrial area. Maybe it's just warehouses. But either way, it looks run down. It looks disused. After a moment in which our view lingers on the not-so-pretty sights of this area, we see a van arrive. It pulls up towards this fence, and then with a sudden jerk, it smashes into it. We hear the noise of a struggle. We see someone get out of the back of the van. It's a large man, shaved head, on his neck, a tattoo. A tattoo of a cup inside a star. The man stumbles backwards. Soon coming out of the vehicle, we see a leg fly right into his face. He's kicked backwards. We see him down on the ground. Then soon afterwards, we see the head of a mace smash down into his. Blood splashes up into the face of a girl we've met before as Carol Hamilcar. The Young and the Monstrous, a Monster Hearts actual play podcast from this American Dice. The Young and the Monstrous is Carl as Kyle the Ghoul, David as Celine the Witch, Eduardo as Everett the Ghost, Lauren as Lilith the Fae, Kate as Emily the Mortal, and Austin is your Game Master. Cover art is by Blair. Monster Hearts is a game by Avery Adler. The Young and the Monstrous airs here on This American Dice every Thursday, so don't forget to check us out each week. Rate, review, like, subscribe. Check out our Facebook group, The Whole Nine Yards, and let us know what you think. Every five-star review on iTunes will read on the air. Our intro and outro music, of course, is Deep State by Vans in Japan. Additional voices for this episode included Blair and Marisa, and additional music for this episode included Golden Cage by Jimena Contreras, Light Expanse by Unicorn Heads, Skylines by Anno Domini Beats, Stoner Things by Penton Lau, with a little accent over the L, and Outside the Window by Calpay. Check those guys out. See you next time. Now go lumberjacks. It's just printouts of Emily trying to use chat GPT to make porn of her and Renato and it like just not working at all. I just realized I a hundred percent, a hundred percent. There are people that are doing that. What chat GPT porn. 
Oh yeah, where they're like nude, like picture of these people having sex, and the like up like included pictures of. Anyway, sorry, I just came to that realization that it should be obvious that that exists, and yet it just hit me that that's like, yeah, that's not an insane thing. Why wouldn't weirdos do that? And also, yeah. is it weird? And also, uh, hold on, guys, I need a break for about. Yeah, hold on, I got to figure out how ChatGPT works. Yeah. Um. The the dog. This is the first time I've seen the beast. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought that was the kind of dog that it was, but I wasn't. I I forgot if or ma thought I made it up that you told me that it was a little. What is that? A French French Frenchman? Yep, it's a Frenchman. <laughs> I I can tell by the by the cigarette in his mouth <laughs> and uh, and his in uh, his pension. You're in. Uh, your parents are mighty worried about you. He's from Chicago, but he also got hit by lightning based on that voice that I did. His <laughs> <laughs> magnetic powers. <laughs> he's the protagonist of a much more interesting story. That's yeah, he's yeah. Off screen. yeah. Magnet cop. Yeah, magnet cop has his own adventure. He's like, I got some crime fighting to do a little bit. So uh, you're you're going to get back with your mom. Yeah. Anyway, fuck this game. All right, roll up characters to be magnet cops, uh, sidekicks. You guys aren't cool enough to play magnet cop. That guy's awesome. He's a fifty-two-year-old cop from Chicago. His politics are not good, and he has magnet powers. And magnet powers and a terrible speech problem. Anyway. Fuck. All right, David, there's my masks character, Magnet Cop. Emily <laughs> immediately falls in love with Magnet Cop. Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> You're going to have to fight Megan Fox, who's the, the female co-star of, of the Magnet Cop show on HBO. It's very weird. Um, it's a very weird dynamic. All right. His partner, Gabourey Sidaday. Now go lumberjacks. 